Michelle Constant on SAFM. So, this is a time that we, on occasion, as you know, it's not every week at the moment, we chat to one and only Andre Flock, conflict management specialist. And we look at concepts of conflict and transformation, and we look at how we manage uh, and, and address issues of conflict. And Andre wrote a fascinating article in the last week where he spoke about whether or not our politicians are equipped to deal with conflict. Now, there's a question. As we go into elections, and we're not specific talking about specific politicians, we're just talking about the concept, the principle. We, of course, are the consumer, as Andre says, and then the question is how do we live with the results of the elections and uh, what is it that we expect in general from our politicians as they address the issue of conflict or are even conflictual in themselves. Andre, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. What a fantastic topic, hey? It's just, um, uh, it's, it's fantastic because on so many different ways it looks at our expectations of other people, our expectations of people um, who are, you know, purportedly leaders, etc. Talk us through uh, what you were addressing in that particular article. Michelle, what what started bothering me in the last few weeks is that, you know, it's, it's one thing to to observe our politicians and and how they deal with conflict, or how they don't deal with conflict, um, and and then it struck me that it's not just really an academic exercise. Uh, we are on the receiving end of it, as as the article points out in, in a few examples. It's us that, that that live with the consequences of them not being able to deal with conflict constructively, and, and and these are opportunities that they have, of which, firstly, they will benefit, of course, uh, as career moves, and secondly, we would benefit. These these events, these conflict events, manifest in our lives as bad service delivery, as as unemployment, and and these are wonderful opportunities. This is their job, and 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 they very, very poor at it. And, and we don't seem to, we debate and argue and vote on, on, on the consequences, on the result. But we don't take that step back and look at, at where do these results come from. And and most of it is unresolved conflict. It's their internal squabbles. It's it's how terrible they are at, at, at dealing with conflict. It's so, the conflict that they create. It, 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 it's how they seem oblivious to to resolve conflict constructively. So um, I'm, and, imagine, and, and, imagine I'm a political campaigner and I'm running for my neighbourhood, my ward. Um, what are some of the principles that I should be conscious of as I pick up on a political campaign? Should it be something that I think about with regards to the billboard? Should it be something that I think about with regards to how I speak in the media? Should, what, what are those principles? I'd like to see, and, and, and let, let, me, let, me, let me be clear, some of them do it very well. Some of them through training or, or some of them through instinct are, are pretty good at, 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 at conflict. And let's not name names and parties at this stage, but um, some of them do get there. But if I, I do coaching with some of them and it, it immediately, it's, it's, they're very receptive to it. It's not at a party level. At an individual level, they are. But look at things such as, if 
we break it down into sound bites, it's, it's not really about you. So this is, we're not there to provide you with a career. You are chosen, even in, in a local general election, we choose you, we give you these benefits and those powers to, to, to serve us. These, these events of conflict, those aren't attacks on your, on your ego, on your career. You need to, to learn how to constructively deal with conflict. You need some training and you need a, a completely different mindset walking into that conflict. Don't run away from it. Don't make false promises. Um, learn how to sit down with your so-called opponents and constructively come up with, with use that conflict as an energy to build solutions. Yeah. And, and none of those things we're really seeing. We, we're seeing egos on parade. We're seeing fights for, for votes just to get through the gate so that I have another three or four years ahead of me. And, and the conflict is, on the one hand, created by them, and then we pick up the pieces. And on the other hand, the conflict that they, the constructive conflict that they need to be, be addressing, that is either, either ignored, run away from, or exacerbated. And... And, and, and again, we, you know, we, we, we after November 1, we, we're the ones that must carry the can. So let's think about what we hear when we listen to um, very different politicians all along the spectrum talking to us. And what seems to happen is I always feel like I'm being harangued. Like, I feel like there's a kind of, like, in order to be a leader, I have to shout at you. But yeah. I don't want to be shouted at. But I'm wondering, is that the way of demonstrating that I can make a difference and do something differently? One of, one of the things that we've been talking about on your show and, and one of the, the suggestions that the article makes is that an acknowledgement of the voter's dignity would, would already be a, a huge step for our politicians. That is, that causes conflict. Being shouted at being lied to blatantly, repeated promises. Um, that, that's not recognizing your dignity. And that is why uh, we see politicians, uh, voters, at long last, are starting to get tired of, of, of this, of being treated like this. This is an example of politicians creating negative conflict in, in their own lives and they're making their own lives more difficult. In, in, in not acknowledging and not respecting the electorate's dignity mm. in speaking down to us, in lying blatantly to us, in, 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 in making and breaking promises as, as if it's a sport. Mm. That, there's, that's unresolved conflict right there. And we're all paying the price. And, and, and if, if, if we're less than two weeks away, I, I think we're going to be paying the, the price again. There seems to be absolutely no lessons learned from, from politician side. It's more of the same. It, 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 is, it is cyclical conflict over and over and over again. I suppose in closing, Andre, what we, what we learn from this is it's not just about politics. It's about any kind of leadership. So no matter what yeah. you, how you lead, where you lead, etc., one of the concerns would be is what kind of respect do they have for their uh, community, uh, whatever that community could be. It could be an organization that you work for. It could be a business that you head up. It could be et cetera, et cetera. Is what is that respect, A, and where does dignity fit into it? 
we, we, you get to, again with 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 few notable exceptions. You, you certainly in South African politics, and I suppose it's it's, it's a worldwide thing. Certainly, uh, our politicians, it, it, it's a survival game. Most of them have got their backs against the wall, and they they, they do the minimum to 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 hang on to power. To hang on to their own personal benefits, and, and that is where conflict comes from. Mm. Where we trust them with certain things, and we get repeatedly we get disappointed, and all of those things. Even now, even with this election, that energy is there, and it can be transformed. It can still be conflict can always have a good result, always. But we need a, a change of heart, a, a complete transformation amongst our politicians as well, to lead us into our own transformation as a country and as, even as individuals. And I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing it at at, at, at the critical mass level where, where enough of them understand it. Um, and and, and that's, that, that's a huge part of our problem. Most 80, 90% of our problems in this country, including unemployment, including you make a list and, and most of those will be direct results inevitable consequences of unresolved conflict. Yeah, yeah. Andre, we look forward to chatting to you again in the near future. I think that's a very fair comment. Andre LaRue, not LaRue, Andre Flock. Sorry, Andre. I've got a lot of Andres on my brain. Andre Flock is our conflict management specialist and um, he hails from the Conflict Resolution Center. And it is a very interesting piece that he wrote. You can find it on News 24 just focusing on whether our politicians, and by politicians we mean all of those across the spectrum who are able to, or perhaps not able, to address us with a degree of respect. And uh, I love what Andre says about dignity. I want to be treated with dignity, and I'm sure you want to be treated with dignity as well. A couple of uh, WhatsApps coming in. Um, uh, France from from Moikluf in Pretoria says you've got to try this Ethiopian dish called injera. It's absolutely amazing, Franz. Um, one of my jobs took me to Ethiopia many a time and it's like this brown pancake. It looks a bit like a dishcloth, but it's like it's delicious. And then you can get meat in it and vegetables and spices and Franz says that they buy it in Sunnyside Pretoria at an Ethiopian restaurant. I'm not sure about that restaurant. I don't know, but I'd love to hear more about it as well. And then also, um, Lindsay said that I was spot on. They are in a tented camp near Makanda. So my uh, thinking that it was the Eastern Cape camp, Eastern Cape near Addo Park. There we go. Test your, I got it right. What can I say? 9.32.